tonight um, I'm going to be sharing on prayer and seeking. Um, 2 Chronicles 7.14, it's a huge scripture that the Lord's been laying on my heart this year. And it's, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Sounds like a move of God to me. And God desires to move in this earth. Amen? God desires. He said in the last days he's going to pour out his spirit in a mighty way. And we see bits and pieces of that. But there's something that the people of God have to do on earth in order for this to, to come to pass. He says if. There's a, there's a contingency there. If my people who are called in my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and stop getting distracted but focus on me, I'll come and heal their land if my people. So we are the contingency. <laughs> we are the ones who can move heaven. Amen? Matthew 6.10, Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, and he said, pray this way, let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He needs people to pray what's in heaven to come down here on earth. He needs people to pray that his will would be done on this earth. It's not an automatic. You would think it would be, right? But he, we are co-laborers together with God. He wants to work with us and through us and among us. And he needs the prayers of a righteous person. He needs our prayers. Our prayers produce powerful results. Actually, James 5.16 says that. The prevailing prayer or the persistent prayer that's why we keep coming together every Wednesday to press into his presence. And then once we're in here, you know, we're, we're seeking God. We're letting the Holy Spirit have his way, whatever. Um, but I know he wanted me to share this with you before we pray a little bit. Um, but prevailing, persistent prayer of a righteous person produces powerful results for the kingdom of heaven. Powerful results. Well, what would happen if we didn't persistently pray? Not much right? We need to pray. God needs us to pray if my people will humble themselves and pray. Um, so in order to get things accomplished for the kingdom of heaven, we have to come together and seek the face of God and pray according to his word. And you know, according to his word, if we do this, he says he'll hear from heaven, he'll forgive sins, he'll heal the land, he'll basically, he'll pour out his spirit in a mighty way. So with that being said, and knowing that when we pray, it produces powerful results, we can then come into the throne room of God very boldly with assurance that he wants to hear from us. He wants to hear our prayers. We're not bugging him. We're, you know, we're acknowledging that he wants us to pray, and so we're going ahead and pray. And Hebrews 4.16 says, so let us come boldly to the throne room of our gracious Father where we can receive his mercy and where we find grace to help us when we need it the most. Do you know that prayer is not just meant, because it's important, it's not just meant to be for your own devotional time. It's not just you and God, you know. It's supposed to be corporate as well. 
We're supposed to be meeting together on a regular basis to get the kingdom of heaven and the things that God has on his agenda accomplished down here on earth. Amen? It's meant to be um, a shared experience with um, others corporately in this kind of setting as well. Do you know that God loves, I don't know about you, but I like it when my kids get along. (laughs) I like it, and there's sometimes when, it's funny, but my middle child who's 14 and my younger child who's 5, they bug each other like cats and dogs, and it's ridiculous because you would think the older child would realize this is a toddler. I don't have to, you know, pay attention to him too much. Don't worry about what he's saying. But no, he lets him get on his nerves so much that he, like, retaliates. But God, just like I love it when my kids are dwelling together in unity, you know, God loves it too. And I don't believe, and I put out a call for prayer, and I hope that this grows, because I don't believe that we should just church to church be praying individual as churches. I believe that we should be coming together as a corporate body of believers in unity. Of course, we as a church can be together in unity because we're, we're a part of the same family. But do you know, like, the body of Christ as a whole is also supposed to be a part of the same family. But there's so much competition, comparison, um, and, and jealousy and things like that. And actually, that is the very thing that stopped the mighty healing waves of the move of the Spirit of God in like the 1930s, or it might have been later than that. But that's what stopped and hindered it, is because of the lack of unity. And I believe that God is just moving here, that he's calling for, you know, I put out a call, I put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram, on, on Revival, and on the church, and on my own, I'm calling for the house of God to be called a house of prayer once again. And not just for our church, but for believers everywhere to come together in unity and pray. If we want to see God move in this day and in this hour the way he wants to, the way he says in his word he wants to, the way we've heard prophesy from numerous prophets all over the place. We already know God's will. We're hearing it all over the place. We can jump from place to place to place, but until the believers come together in unity and pray and seek the face of God, those prophecies will never come to pass because we have a part to play. We have to do what God said. If my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves, will pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin. I'll heal their land. He gives us the exclusive ingredients to revival. I mean, it's so laid out there for us, but we would rather hop from church to church, meeting to meeting, seeing who has the most glory, who has the most fire, who has the most power. Do you know that the greater one lives on the inside of each and every one of us? And if we would just come together in unity and pray, press in and seek the face of God, that we'll hear from heaven like we've never heard him before. That we'll see him move like we've never seen him before. I'm talking about persistent prayer. I'm talking about over and over and over, ask and keep on asking, knock and keep on knocking. For whoever asks will receive. Whoever knocks, the door will be opened unto him. It's the persistent prayer that gets results. 
I'm not talking about a one-time, one-hour thing. This is persistence. We're coming together every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're seeking the face of God. We're pressing into his presence. We're letting the Holy Spirit have his way. And then we're just crying out to God for revival. We're pressing into God. We're asking him to do the very thing that he already said he wants to do. Nothing contrary to what he wants to do in his word. Amen. So prayer, God loves to see his brothers and sisters and his children dwell together in unity. There's something about it that moves the heart of God. And let me just read. Unity is a state of being united or joined together as a whole. The whole body isn't here tonight. It's out there in that church, in that church, in that church, in that home, in that home, in that home. I want to see what God wants to see, I believe, is to see the brothers and sisters of the Lord coming together in unity and really all out praying and seeking the face of God. That is where revival will start. And until we have that, it's not going to happen because it's not according to the word of God, it's not. We have to call everyone to come together to pray and seek the face of God together. Amen? There's something special about praying together in unity that touches the heart and moves God's heart. In Psalms 133, he says, how good and pleasant it is to the Lord for us to dwell together in unity. It says, for the Lord bestows blessing, even life forevermore. We're called together to come together in unity and pray and seek the face of God if we desire for this mighty move of God's spirit. If we desire this great end time revival, we desire for our families, our friends, our city, our neighbors, our our nation, our world to see revival, then we have to do what the word of God says. Pray and seek the face of God. I'm not saying that your prayers alone don't do anything because keep on praying. But I'm talking about not forsaking us coming together in unity, in prayer, in in corporate prayer. There's something about it that gets a job done. Amen? Psalms 27, 7 and 8, David said, Hear my voice when I call. Lord, be merciful and answer me. He said, my heart says of you, seek his face. David says, your face, Lord, I will seek. You know, it's not enough to just go to church on Sunday morning, even to go to church or a special meeting here and there on a Wednesday night or a Friday night. That's just not enough to bench warm and to hear a good message and sing a couple songs. It's not enough if we want to see God move in a mighty way. Yes, he'll move from time to time and his Holy Spirit will speak. And I'm not diminishing any of that. But this is not revival. We want to see God move in a mighty way. We want to open up the windows of heaven and let heaven be poured out upon us that we don't have room enough to contain it. We want people to be waiting outside the doors because in this place is such a house of God's glory that when the lame and the sick come in, they're instantly healed. That when a sinner comes into this place, is instantly convicted of their sin. And I'm not just talking about this place, but hey, we want to be a host for this revival. And the only way it's going to happen is if we pray and seek the face of God together. 
and really take seriously Wednesday nights, and, and I believe that God will schedule more in here um, soon to come, that, where we just spend hours praying and pressing in and seeking the face of God, crying out. Just supernaturally last week, it was just a supernatural move of the spirit of exactly what I'm talking about tonight. But I believe that God wants to instruct us so we can on purpose get into that place. See, last week we interceded by the Spirit of God and God just moved um, just supernaturally. And just people were crying out and it was just, you couldn't make that happen. However, we can on purpose believe that when we press in and pray in agreement according to heaven, according to what God desires, we can know that our prayers prevail and produce powerful results. Amen? And so if we desire God to move, we're going to have to come together and pray. Say, Lord, my heart says, your face I will seek. I'm going to make this decision. He's like, heart, your, God's face you will seek. <laughs> I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to watch that TV show tonight. I'm going to church tonight, and I'm going to pray and seek the face of God. He had to make a decision in his heart. I'm going to seek the face of God. It's not always something you want to do in the flesh. But because you want to see God move more than anything else, you're going to pray and seek the face of God. Amen? Proverbs 18, 17, the Lord says, I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. I want to find him. I want to see him move in this place like never before. Jeremiah 29, 13, he says, You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Not just this much. He's not asking like the tithe. He's not asking for just 10% of your time, 10% of your day, 10% of your heart. He's asking you just to give him everything you got. And guess what? You're going to be so much more blessed. We're going to be so excited about just what God is doing and lives he's changing and family members he's bringing into the kingdom of heaven and healings that are taking place because we humbled ourselves and we seek the face of God. He will hear from heaven. He will forgive sins. He will heal our land. He'll move by his spirit in a mighty way. It is the end times. This is 110% what God wants to do. But he says, if my people, if my people would just humble themselves and pray and seek my face, we have to. Humbling ourselves means like we can't do it. We can't make it up. You know, we're going to go ahead and put our own agenda down. And we're going to go ahead and just seek the face of God because he's really all that matters in the long run, right? We need to seriously get passionate and not passive about our pursuit of God. It is, when we get together in unity and pursue the heart of God with a passion and a desire to see him move, it's what's going to move God. Amen? Um, D.L. Moody said back, back in the day when, when they had a mighty move of God, they were seeking God for another revival. And he said, God won't wait a second longer than he has to to bring revival. He's waiting for his people who are called by his name to humble themselves, come together in unity, and pray and seek the face of God. 
It's so, so important to come together. Um, I just want to show you here, Acts 2.42, this is an example of believers coming together in corporate prayer and in unity and what will happen. It says in Acts 2.42, it says all believers... This is what they devoted themselves to. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, like the word of God, to fellowshipping with one another, to sharing in meals with one another. So all this is fine. You know, God's not against you having some good food, some good fellowship. But it says, and to prayer. So the word, fellowship, eating, and prayer. This is life. This is what life is about. Whatever it takes to stay to stay alive and then God, <laughs> you know, or God and then whatever it takes to stay alive. This is a huge part of our life. It's prayer. It's community and coming together and fellowshipping and then praying and seeking the face of God. Amen? We need to devote ourselves. That means to just consecrate ourselves, to seek God and not get distracted until we see this happen. Amen? Acts 4, let's turn there. Acts 4, 29 through 32. This is a result, or this is what, what happened here um, when they saw God move. And it says, they were already operating, you know, um, they already had been given the Holy Spirit. We've already been given the Holy Spirit. Most of us pray in tongues. Um, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. It still doesn't mean revival. We still have to pray and seek the face of God. So they had an outpouring of the Spirit of God. They had the Holy Spirit. They had the tongues of fire on them, but they still had so many out there that they needed to reach. And actually, they were being criticized and cruelly, you know, um, treated. And so they come before the Lord in another prayer meeting in community and unity. And they say, oh, Lord, hear their threats. Give unto your servants. So they're praying. Great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power that miraculous signs and wonders would be done through your name of your holy servant, Jesus. That's their prayer. So they came together in unity to pray together in one accord, two or more of them, praying, asking anything. It'll be done of their Father, which is in heaven. So they come together and they ask the Lord to grant to them boldness and to perform miracle signs and wonders. After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. So they were again filled. All the believers were united, listen to this, united in one heart and in one mind. This is what happens. When we come together in one accord with one purpose, which is to see God move powerfully in our homes, in our city, in our nation, in this world, to see a mighty outpouring like this world has never seen of God's spirit, of God's power, to see revival like we've never seen. There's been so many prophecies about the revival that is to come is going to be all the revivals combined and like double that. <laughs> it's huge, but guess why it's going to happen? It's because believers who are called by my name will humble themselves will pray, and will seek his face and turn from their wicked ways. Don't forget that. There's so many believers out there who have become a part of this world when we are supposed to separate ourselves from the world. Be a light unto them, not become like them. 
if we want to see God move, we need to turn away from that garbage that dilutes our purity. Seek the face of God and let God pour out his spirit in a mighty way. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's turn to Acts just a little further down. Acts 5, verses 12 through 16. This is a, I'm, I'm just giving you a highlight here of results that took place because they were meeting together in unity to pray. 12 through 16 of Acts 5. The apostles were performing, as we knew, um, God was giving them boldness, and there's miracle signs and wonders happening. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers were meeting regularly. I mean, they got inspired. They got excited about what was going on. So they're like, let's just keep doing this so that it doesn't stop. Okay? So miracle signs and wonders are being done. So they started meeting. They were meeting together regularly at the temple in an area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But... Um, no one else dared join them. I don't know why. But even though all the people had high regard for them, yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord and crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought into the streets on beds and mats, and Peter's shadow would fall across them as they went by. As, um, so basically... <laughs> The power of God grew so strong that even Peter's shadow would come across. And people are laying their sick family members in the streets because they knew something was happening. There was such an outpouring of God's spirit because believers were coming together, daily coming together and seeking the face of God that such mighty outpourings of his spirit were happening that they were starting to lay their sick in the streets so that one of the disciples would just walk past and a shadow could raise him up. There's so much more to be had with God. But we have to seek God's face. We have to humble ourselves, get on our knees, seek the face of God. We have to desire, get passionate about this move of God. Get passionate in these end times to see God move in a mighty way, to see him. We have not yet seen him pour out his spirit in such a mighty way to see this stuff happen. And if the latter days are going to be greater than the former days, and I don't see people jumping up off of their cots when I walk past them yet. And I'm not just talking about me. Each and every one of you, we should be so filled because of being in the presence of God with his glory that this can happen. When we're out there. And that people start knowing that you're one of those. We have to come together and pray and seek the face of God. Do you have something? So earlier when we were praying, um, Jenny was just kind of asking God to hear her prayer and, like, welcome the Holy Spirit in there. And as she said that, she basically activated it. God was like, okay, I hear you. Here comes the Holy Spirit coming out of the walls. So literally, like, I saw it like, like a smoke machine just kind of filling the room. And um, the way she was talking about kind of activating that, I believe that each and every one of us have that also because 
this is the church, this is God's home. We are also the temple, God lives inside of us. So the same way that she activated it in this church, we can activate it in ourselves to flow out into the room around us or wherever we are. And then um, you were talking about walking past people and having the shadow of you like just heal people. And I was like watching you walk around and I saw, you know, like you see heat waves, like you see like the waves. I was watching you walk around, you could see those waves wherever you were walking. It was super cool. And then I was like, I need to go up there. <laughs> There's more up there. <laughs> Come on. Awesome. Man, seriously, though, there's so much more to be had with God. And God wants to bring us corporately together so that we come together in unity so he can move the way he wants to move in this last day and age. And I do believe that this church is called to be one of those running in the forefront of this next move of the Spirit of God. Why do I believe that? Because we've gotten so many prophetic words, but the thing is, it just doesn't happen until we take what has been spoken to us and run with it. The Word of God says that He blesses what we set our hand to. If we don't set our hand and our face to seeking the face of God, and turning and getting so serious that we could care less about the things of this world. Turning from wicked ways, seeking the face of God and praying for revival. Praying for outpourings of his spirit. He can't move. Everything that God does has to be prayed before it can come down on earth as it is in heaven. That's what he taught his disciples. And there's a reason we're his disciples. We're supposed to pray, let your will be done. We know his will. He prophesied his will. How many times? He spoke his will. In the latter days, I will pour out my spirit. My latter rain will be greater than the former. So then that's what we're supposed to be praying Lord, pour out your spirit. Let your spirit be poured out in a mighty way greater than the former days. Lord, let us be so filled with your glory, Lord, that there's such a mighty flow coming out of us that even our shadow touches people and they're instantly healed. We should get so desperate and so hungry for the move of God that we won't stop until we see it happen. That's desperation. If my people, there's a contingency on this move of God until the people of God start getting serious and desiring to see it happen, that we won't stop. The woman with the issue of blood pressed through that crowd. She was so sick, she had spent every dime that she owned on doctors. So I'm guessing that she didn't really have the energy to press through any kind of crowd or even get off the bed. But she was so persistent to reach for that thing that she knew she wanted most. What is it you want most? Do you want to just hear about it in the word of God? Not that it's not great. But we already hear what he wants for this world. What he wants for this day and age which is to pour out his spirit upon all people. To pour out his glory, that his latter glory will be greater than the former glory. Why? Because there's so many more people populating this earth than there was back then, and so many more need to hear about Jesus. 
And yes, there are some big names out there reaching thousands of people, but guess what? There's so many thousands of people here even in Milwaukee that don't know Jesus is Lord, and they need to see Jesus is Lord. How are they going to see by the lame and the sick and the dead rising, by people just like you and me pressing in, not taking no for an answer? This is a call for the body of Christ to come together in unity and pray and seek the face of God until we hear from heaven, till he forgives our sin, until he comes and heals this land and moves in a mighty way by his spirit like it is never seen before or will ever see again. This is a desperate call because God desires to move in a mighty way. But will believers lay aside their cares? Will they lay aside their jealousy? Will they lay aside the fact that, oh, this church is that and this church believes that? It doesn't matter. If you desire, you're a lover of Jesus and you desire for him to be able to pour out his spirit the way he said in the word of God, then you need to come together in unity and pray and seek the face of God. My house shall be called a house of prayer. This house shall be called a house of prayer. This is the place, I declare, Lord, where you can move, where you can do what you want to do, where you can say what you want to say. We will not stop. We will not stop until we see you pour out your spirit in such a mighty way until we hear from heaven, Lord, until we see you forgive sins, until you bring the unrighteous to righteousness, Father. Father, we will not stop until we see the sick and the lame and the deaf and the blind healed, Lord, by the power of Jesus Christ. Until the world can see this light, Lord, shining in the darkness. Father, we ask you to move upon the believers in this city and the surrounding cities. To come together in unity and pray and seek your face until we see you pour out your spirit in such a mighty way, God. Until this last great day of revival, Lord, comes to pass. Lord, I see from your word it's not coming unless we pray. This is the way you have it set up. If my people. There's such power in prayer. In Deuteronomy 32.30, he says, One can put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. Matthew 18.18, he says, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Well, what if you're not binding and what if you're not loosing? It's not going to happen. But if his people come together and pray and start binding the things that are hindering the move of God, if we come together and pray and start loosing the angels on the scene to draw people in, what's going to happen? We're going to see things take place for the kingdom of heaven.
So our starting point tonight is to pray and to bind the enemy of jealousy, of competition, of division amongst the body of Christ. If one can put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand to flight, according to heaven's calculations, seven can put a billion to flight. Seven. There's about 14 of us. We're dealing with two billion here. We can loose two billion angels and bind two billion devils. And God's greater than the devil anyways. Let thy kingdom come. Lord, let thy will be done. Well, what is his will? To pour out his spirit in a mighty way. What is his kingdom? Healing, miracles, signs, wonders, salvations. We see it in Acts 4 and 5. The results was miracles, signs, wonders, and salvation. We should be desiring that as people of God. And if we're not seeing that, we're not living up to par. We're supposed to be greater than the former. But because we become negligent and passive in our Christianity rather than passionate, we lack the power. There's no reason. The only thing that stands in the way is you. It's the only thing. We need to get desperate and get serious about seeking the face of God. Coming together and praying. And continue to do it on your own, yes. Because you get filled, 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 filled. But coming together, it moves God. Amen? Prayer and unity moves God. Hallelujah. I'm going to read you a little passage of a book I'm reading. It's called Throne Room Prayer. He says, Jesus taught his disciples that the power of prayer is multiplied when believers come together to intercede. One can chase a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. And that's what I just said. Using the mathematics of heaven, only seven praying in one accord can chase one billion. World-changing prayer results when we agree with others and pray in unity. This is why Jesus always sent his disciples out two by two, to pray together in one spirit with one heart means you're touching heaven. There is a corporate model of prayer in the Bible that is not individualistic. We experience a blessing from heaven like Psalms 133 says, when we come together in true unity, that blesses God. How good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. And then he talks a little bit later in that passage about how it brings blessing. Do you know that um, when the disciples in Acts 4 and 5 there, they started to come together in unity and pray. 
they weren't all necessarily of the same background. They were coming together to pray, and God was adding to the church people from all different backgrounds. And they were coming together, and they kept coming together to pray. And then blessing, because of this unity, blessing started coming together. And then they started sharing meals together, and then they started sharing their belongings together until it says absolutely nobody had any kind of lack because they no longer cared about the stuff. All they cared about was the move of God. And when everyone put all their stuff, and I'm not saying, I mean, this is a move of God that happened, but when they all put their stuff into one pot, all of a sudden there's plenty for everybody rather than, you know, this person is super rich and this person has barely anything to get by on. Everyone had an abundance, the Word of God says. <laughs> it's a pretty phenomenal move of God to have people give so much, you know, and not care anymore about the stuff, but care so much about what God was doing. You see that that's a move of God and that there was a spirit of unity working among them. That's what God wants to do in this last day. And so just for a little bit, I know it's getting late. You can get ready um, some instrumental music, Jeff. But just for a little bit, like I said, I'm laying the foundation why we need to do this. This starts tonight. started last week, really, by the Spirit of God. But then God gave me tonight, the today, or you know, yesterday, the foundation of why he wants to do this. Because he wants to move. Amen. So what are we doing then? I'm going to read two passages to you. Matthew 18, 19, and 20 is the first one. Matthew 18, 19, and 20 says, I tell you the truth. This is the Lord telling us what's going to happen when we pray together. I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Or another version says, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Or you could say, loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything, and what we're going to agree on is what God wants done. <laughs> concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Well, of course he's going to do it for us because we're just going to pray biblically what he wants to do here on earth. <laughs> let your kingdom come. Let your will be done, Lord. For where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. Jesus is here among us. He wants this done more than we do. And he's going to pray with us. He's going to pray with us tonight. As we pray, his will be done on earth. I mean, it's not some religious prayer. Like, think about what he's saying. Pray this way. Let my kingdom come. Let my will be done. What's his will? Miracles, signs, wonders, salvation. That the kingdom of heaven would be manifest, that people could walk in the glory and live in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of their flesh. That's his will on earth as it is in heaven. Because when we get to heaven, guess what we're going to walk in? Wholeness, healing, salvation, freedom from sin. That's his will on earth, even as it is in heaven. We need to pray for this. If my people 
who are called by my name. Whose people here? One could put a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. We're going to put about a couple billion to flight here tonight. Because if any two of us or more come together asking anything, any two of us binding anything, we're going to bind the enemy of hindrance that would hinder this revival. Loose anything, we're going to loose the spirit of revival. We're going to loose angels on the scene to draw people in, to bring people in. We're going to loose uh, intercessors to come, to intercede with us and join us. Amen? 1 John 5, 14 and 15, one more scripture. In Zechariah 10, 11, he actually says, ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. It's time. But isn't that funny that he says to ask for it? So that means that if we didn't ask for it, does that mean it's going to happen? Not unless we ask for it. Amen? So we're going to bind the hindering forces. So take, this, take note of this. We're going to bind the hindering forces that are hindering the move of the Spirit, that are hindering unity among the body of Christ, and that are hindering this great outpouring and revival. We're going to loose every single thing that God wants done here on earth. We're going to loose the spirit of revival. We're going to loose intercessors to come. We're going to loose people from um, a religious spirit, a competitive spirit, or whatever it is. We're going to loose them from that to come together in unity. And we're going to loose a spirit of unity to come um, all over the body of Christ, to come over, to come together and pray and seek the face of God. The presence of God is here. Um, it only took 120 believers coming together and seeking the face of God. And it says their world was turned upside down. It doesn't take many. So, I mean, heaven's mathematics are pretty awesome. I think it's really a reality in the kingdom of heaven. So if we had 120 believers, I don't even want to do the math, but if seven can put two bel- a billion, <laughs> if we have 120 of us, just you know, multiply that however many times. Hallelujah. First John 5. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. How many of you think this is going to please God? He hears us when we ask for anything. And since we know he hears us, when we make our requests, we know that he will give us what we ask for. (laughs) Isn't that powerful? I just laid out. Numerous scriptures telling you that God hears you, that God needs your prayers, that God wants you to pray, that he wants to pour out his spirit, but he needs your prayers. And if you will join together in unity and pray, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to hear your prayer, and I'm going to hear your prayer, and I'm going to answer your prayer, and I'm going to pour out my spirit. And there's another scripture, I didn't write it down, that he watches over his word to performance. Are you ready for God to watch over his word to perform it tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Lord.
Remember, we're binding all hindering forces of the enemy that would hinder the move of God, that would hinder the people of God from coming together in unity. We're binding spirits of competition. You can play that music. We're binding the enemy from trying to hinder this move of God, trying to hinder this church or hinder unity among the body as a whole. And we're loosing a spirit of unity. We're loosing people to come from the north, the south, the east, and west to come here into this house of prayer to seek the face of God like they've never sought God before. Not worrying about what church they're from, what denomination they're from, but the body of Christ laying aside their differences to seek the one thing, having one heart and one mind to come together in one accord to seek the move of the Spirit, to seek an outpouring of revival like this world has never seen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, we're binding the enemy, we're loosing everything God wants done on earth. We're asking of the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. He says he'll send bright clouds. We're reminding God of what he spoke over this church, over um, this world in this last day. He says, bring back to my remembrance all the things that I said. And guess what? He will watch over his word to perform it. Father, we come before you tonight. We ask of you, Lord, to pour out your spirit. We ask of you, Lord, to pour out your rain in this time of this latter rain. Father, we ask you, Lord, grant unto us boldness that we might pray, seek your face, turn from our wicked ways, Lord, so that you can hear from heaven. Father, we come together, Lord, according to your word. You said any two or more of us binding anything on earth, it'll be bound in heaven. Loosen anything on earth, it'll be loosed in heaven. So right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just bind every force of the evil one. Right now, we bind every principality, every power, every ruler of darkness, every wicked spirit in high place. We bind every hindering spirit that is set out to try to hinder this move of God, this revival, this last great day revival. We bind you, Satan. We bind you from trying to cause division among the body of Christ. We bind you hindering spirits right now that would try to cause division among the body of Christ. We bind every hindering spirit that would try to hinder people from seeking the face of God, that would try to distract. We break the power over every spirit of distraction, every spirit of hindrance. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. And in the name of Jesus, we just loose and release a spirit of unity. We loose and release a spirit of unity among the body of Christ to come together to pray and seek the face of God like never before for a mighty revival like this world has never seen before. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayer, that we're coming to your throne room boldly. You hear our prayers, and we know we have the petitions that we've asked for because you're here with us. Jesus is interceding with us. This is your will, God. So, Father, we pray. 
let your kingdom come. Let your will be done of this mighty outpouring of your spirit, of this latter reign. Let this former glory, Lord, let this latter glory be greater than the former. Ask you, Father, to pour out that latter glory. Father, I pray, Lord, let this house be called a house of prayer. Let the news spread all throughout Milwaukee and the surrounding areas that this is a place to seek God for revival in this land. Father, pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit. Oh, Father, we just ask you, Lord, stir in the hearts of the people to seek your face, God, like never before. Stir a hunger in people, Lord, to forsake their wicked ways and to seek your face. Oh, Lord, how good and pleasant it is when brothers come together in unity to pray. Oh, Lord.